Okay, we're back. This segment, I want to talk about uh, the NFL a little bit. What, what are we looking at? And what I mean by that is, ask yourself, what does your team look like? What does your favorite team look like? And who are the dominant teams in the NFL? Back in 1993, I believe they introduced free agency. And the reasoning behind that is, one, they wanted to give more control to the players. You know, once they do their fulfill their contract, they got an opportunity to pick and choose where they want to go instead of being just basically property cattle, if you will, for the NFL. Um, that's one thing. Two, to cut out dynasties, the 70s Steelers, the 70s Cowboys, the 80s 49ers, um, the 97, 98 Broncos. There was, I mean, that was a di- little dynasty going on there. Um, the 90, the early 90 Cowboys, they, they did that to break up, try to break teams up so they wouldn't dominate for a long period of time. And in a sense it works because football is one of the, one of the only, only sport. I'm trying to think of the major sports, whereas basketball, baseball, football and hockey um they don't have it's like every year with free agency with the way it's everything is structured everybody's o and o it feel like you got a chance almost it almost feels like you got a chance to win the championship if you're in the n f l unless you're a few certain teams you know like Cleveland and uh, Jacksonville and Indianapolis, even though they got good teams, but it's only you know few, very few teams got championship aspirations. But every team got opportunity to make the playoffs, um, and it feels like to me. I mean, we got mostly we got about ten. It's thirty-two teams in the league. We got about ten to fifteen teams that's a game up, directly even, or a game below at the five hundred mark, and. I would just wonder, do we really miss those dynasties, man? I I love to see a good team, a, a dominant team. We don't have that. This is what uh, the NFL has come to. Either you got a quarterback that's going to change the game or you don't. And if you need to let down a little further, it's only two quarterbacks that step out on the field every week that scare you, and that's Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Those are only two guys that scare you right now. It used to be Brady and Rodgers, but, I mean, father time catches up, right? Brady's 45 playing a sport where the average career is four and a half years. He's 45 years old, been doing it for 20 years. Aaron Rodgers will be 38 this year. 38, I mean, he's getting old. If you look at this, when he grows his beard out, he get a little gray in there. I mean, he's, he's a little long on the tooth. And the teams are getting younger. And, I mean, 20 years of film on these guys, they're catching up with them. Um, Dak Prescott, same thing. Dak Prescott was a third-round draft pick. People forget. He's not a game-changing quarterback. I think Dak Prescott has plateaued, has got highs he can get. He's not going to win you a game, but he won't make mistakes. But, I mean, that's what I get out of Kirk Cousins. What's the difference between Dak and Kirk Cousins? So my whole point is, is all of the teams – are pretty much similar. It's just whoever gets, it's almost like, I hate to say this, because I, I mean, I'm just using it literally, I'm using it literally, but I mean it figuratively, like um, 
those who get OBJ this year, they feel like that he's going to take that team over the top. And you hear the Cowboys rumored in that. You, the Rams need him bad, clearly. Um, they talk about him in Buffalo, you know, but I just – it's not about OBJ, you know. It's not about getting one player to take. But well, it is about that. That's my point, I guess. Is all these teams are so close that it could be one player to change the difference. Uh, right now, the if I'm just looking at the eye test, it looked like Von Miller was the difference for Buffalo. If I'm looking at the eye test, it looks like Tyreek Hill was the difference for Kansas City. You see what I'm saying? It looked like it, it's, but all the teams are average. Everything is close. And I, I guess it's good for ratings, but the football just don't, oh, how many good games have we really seen? You know, if you really think about this year, all the games that they hyped up, it's just lackluster. I'm a Denver Bronco fan. This is week seven. They've been on primetime TV four times out of seven weeks. And I, I, they hadn't scored a touchdown on TV yet. I, well, no, they have. I mean, Jerry Judy, but not in the red zone. They hadn't caught one. Of, they, hadn't, they hadn't scored a touchdown in the red zone. Russell Wilson is hot garbage. He's look like trash. I, I don't know what's going on. It's just none of the, the football don't look good. Matt Ryan off the cliff. They didn't pretty much kicked him off the team, you know. Look at uh, Tom Brady and his offensive line. I mean, it's just so much going on. Aaron Rodgers underestimated Devontae Adams leaving. You know, he left because Aaron Rodgers didn't show him any kind of love or loyalty out of all of the, after all of the uh, success they had together. Aaron Rodgers was about getting that $50 million a year, and he kept waffling on if he's going to come back and play. He wasn't sure. And so Devontae Epps said, okay, well, I'll go home to closer to California then. It's not worth it. I can, I don't have to sit out here and wonder if you're going to be here next year because I don't know if you've seen Jordan Love play, but he is uh, Jordan Love. Wow, he's Aaron Rodgers' backup. But if you just look at these football games, man, it's just nobody looks good except for maybe Kansas City and, and Buffalo. And it's, it's, I mean, the Jets are upticking. I mean, yeah, I mean, the Jets look good. The Giants are six and one, but it's a weird six and one, right? It's because the way they call the game for the Daniel Jones not to make a mistake. He only throwing like 12, 15 passes per game. It's all running attack. So that can be figured out by the playoffs. Uh, the Eagles, sorry, and I'll be remiss. They are undefeated. I will give you that. The Eagles, uh, they, they look good. I just, I hadn't bought in yet. You know, they running that gimmick RPO offense and, soon as somebody put a spy in there on uh, Jalen Hurts, which they'll wait until the playoffs to do it, kind of like they do Lamar Jackson, then, you know, it, it'll all come crashing down. I'd hate to, I'd hate to be a Debbie Downer on the Eagles fans, but I just hope pump the brakes on the greatest team in the league and all that. You, Yeah, when y'all when when y'all start playing real teams with, and they studied the film and they know how to attack you guys, um. It'll, it'll all come crashing down. So it's just an interesting scenario when you're dealing with this football. I I, I don't know if this is what the NFL wanted. Because, I mean, I'm sitting here talking to you guys, and I'm giving I'm making two different arguments. I'm, and it's, I'm conflicting myself. Because, yes, I want all these teams to have opportunity. But, yes, I like to see good football, too. And I just don't see that right now. I really don't see it. Um, 
the best game, the the Kansas City game and the Kansas City versus Buffalo. That was a good game. The league got that one right, and they got that one accurate. But the rest of them, man, is like everybody's falling off a cliff. Uh, Matt Stafford for the Rams has just fell completely off a cliff. I, I don't know what's going on with him. Um, Like I told you, Tom Brady's line is atrocious, and it's, it's making him throw crazy. Lamar Jackson, I think, is hurting himself every time he plays. Uh, He's playing this year because he's, he's guaranteed at $23 million. But he's going to be a free agent now. I really don't think he wants to be in Baltimore. I really don't. But that's where he is. I, I he's not accurate. You, you saw a game of two weeks ago. He threw people were wide open. He was just missing them by a country mile. I mean, and what he's doing is helping Baltimore decide that hey, you're not worth two hundred million dollars guaranteed. Not that. I mean. You worth a hundred and fifty, but not two hundred. You you can run the ball, but you once you get thirty, I mean that's gonna go away the speed and all that. I mean you can't throw us to a championship, and you hadn't won anything of significance. So I'm pretty sure that's what the Ravens are sitting back thinking. Like I I'm not paying you the mark, not that kind of money you're looking for. And he's proven them right by playing this year. He's he has no touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Um. He can't throw you to a victory, and that's just a fact, man. If anybody dispute that, hit me up. I mean, I just I don't see it with uh, Lamar Jackson. But the only, like I said again, the only two quarterbacks, the only two teams, and I can throw I throw Philly in there just sheer off their record, but I really think Philly is a paper champion right now. But it's Buffalo and it's Kansas City, and then it's the rest of the NFL. That's what it looks like to me. Um. But if you're happy, your team's three and four. That means you still got a chance. You know, they, you you still got a hope because most teams are four and three, three and four, two and five, five and two. I mean, um, so you got a shot, and and that's kind of like for money and marketing. If every team in the market, thirty-two teams, got a shot, that's more money for the NFL. Um, so it's a double-edged sword. Yes, more money for the NFL. They're gonna sell tickets. Blah 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 blah. But it's the product on the field. And I think that goes back to the collective bargaining agreement. That goes all the way back to when they negotiated uh, less practices. When the league said, hey, we're going to take away one preseason game and add a regular season game. So now you got a lot of these veterans, like let's say Aaron Rodgers. They don't even play in the preseason, so it's no kind of chemistry being built with your receivers. I know they got a lot of these guys go on these little camps and they take the guys out to take them to uh, the Bahamas or whatever, you know. But that's not a football field. They need to go on the back of a backyard somewhere and run routes at a high school or something. Work on your timing and, and, and quit blaming. I think Aaron Rodgers blamed the receivers too much. Um, they need to just get back to basics. The teams need to get back to basics, and they're not doing that. And I, I think um, everybody got a brand. They're trying to build an empire, and they need to let the teams do what the teams need to do to put them in the best situation to win. You got people that want to have a voice and opinion on things, uh, a say-so. You didn't give me this receiver. I needed this guy, I, you know, but you didn't check with me and all this kind of stuff. They don't have to check with you. Just just play your game, man. The issue is just so crazy that they don't um, 
they they just need to do more man uh, it's sad it's sad i just i don't know um and maybe i'm mad because denver sucks that could, maybe that's my problem that's my anger with football denver broncos suck so maybe that's what that's what my emotion is that offense is putrid the offense is is just horrible you know it don't make it don't make no sense man Oh, no, I just done got it beside myself. Sorry about that. But yeah, it's it's just weird, man. Um I just hope the football I hope the product get better. Um and it and it will. You know, by the time the playoffs come, we'll forget about it. Um but right now you can't say the product is a good product that's being placed on the field right now. All the teams are struggling. Just don't look right. It's weird. I don't know. But anywho, uh, that's what I got right there on that. Uh, let me take another break. Peace. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Sports World with T Hart. Today, hopefully, we got a pretty good show. Feel good about it. Uh, we got three topics we're going to discuss, or four. Uh, first, we're going to get into the NBA uh, up to this point. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about, of course, football. We got to keep get, get you involved and get you up to date on what's happening. Uh, I may talk a little bit about boxing. But uh, the first thing we'll get into today is going to be the NBA. Um, anybody that knows the NBA, watches the NBA, understand that you really don't need to watch it until – January after Christmas, maybe watch the Christmas Day games, and then after that, it's almost like when the players start playing, uh, really and truly after the All-Star break, which is early February, maybe March, then the guys start positioning for the playoff. Um, the season is too long. I mean, an 82-game season, um, starting in October, you're competing with football, not only pro football, but college football. And that's hard to do. Um, and and I, I don't see where the players are really playing hard. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because I'm not really focusing on it. Maybe football dominates everything. And the fall is just hard to get into. Uh, especially you. It, this is that weird time of the year where you got baseball playoffs, football, which is very important every game, college football, every game is a playoff. And then you got the beginning of basketball. So it kind of makes it hard to watch. But I try to do my best because, one, this is my passion, sports. So I try to keep you abreast, keep myself up to speed of what's happening. Uh, from what I see right now, let's let's just go to the West. Let's start in the West because the West is clearly probably the best by so far with the most teams. Early on, again, it's early, but uh, the Portland Trailblazers are looking pretty good. Uh, Dame's come back off his injury. They're as as I'm recording this. They're four or five and oh, they're undefeated, but they're playing pretty good ball. Um, 
Denver Nuggets look like a solid team. Jamal Murray's back. They look like a solid team. Uh, Golden State is Golden State. Uh, Phoenix look like they're on a mission this year. But it's early, like I said. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans, Zion Williams are returning. We get the chance to see Brandon Ingram, Zion, and C.J. McCollum. Uh, the past game or two, all three hadn't been available. Of course, Zion sit resting again. He don't want to come back after breaking his foot last year. So they're not rushing him too much. Uh, the team I got affinity for a little bit, I think I'm a Kawhi Leonard fan. Unbelievable. I don't know why. But the Clippers, people are wanting to see that. Um, we'll see him and Paul George healthy. And then the addition of John Wall and um, several others that they have added to the team. Uh, Reggie Jackson, of course. People want to see what the Clippers are doing. They, and I mean, they pretty much playing 500 ball right now, but. It's a work in progress. And then and again, the Clippers are the epitome of what I'm saying about let's wait closer to the playoffs. Or not necessarily the playoffs, the all-star break when they start rounding in the shade and playing for a seating position. That's when you're gonna get the maximum effort of people. So we'll have to see how that goes. Um Dallas they added Christian Wood, the seven footer. But it's still it's still Luka Doncic heavy to me. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie in spurts, Hardaway in and out the lineup early, but Christian Wood man is a a heralded talent. It was a steal they got from the Houston Rockets to get that guy. Y'all keep keep your eye out on the guy named Christian Wood, the seven footer. That dude is gonna be he he's gonna make some noise this year. He he may get an All Star or Sixth Man of the Year bid. Okay. <laughs> I saved the best for last. I know, I know, I know if you watch any sports on, on television and everywhere you look out there in the world, you hear about the Lakers and their shooting woes. Um, it's getting historically bad with what the Lakers are doing right now. Um, if you just go up North, Cal- North California, you got Golden State Warriors. Um, with and it is this is not a fair comparison, but two of probably the best shooters in history. Then you just added Jordan Poole, another shooter, a guy that you just added that you're grooming to shoot like that. Um, you got Reggie Jackson's a pretty good shooter. Um, Paul George for the Clippers, those guys are good shooters. Every team got shooters, but the Lakers, you added. Russell Westbrook to a team. You added Patrick Beverly. He's never been a scorer. And I, I still stand on this. They're going to rule today. The they got rid of KCP, Kendarius Caldwell-Pope, and Cal Kuzma. They underestimate what Cal Kuzma brings to a team. He's a decent shooter, probably 40, 40, 40% from the field. He's a seven-footer. He plays defense. And don't underestimate the guy they let go to uh, Chicago, uh, Caruso, Mr. Headband himself. That guy was a hustler. He, I mean, he would do all the dirty work. And in LeBron-owned selfishness, and I said LeBron selfishness, meaning he wants to play with friends. He wants to play with people he cool with off the court. You can't. You gotta add shooting. So 
Everybody knew this last year. If you add Westbrook to LeBron, LeBron likes to have the ball in his hand. He's a ball-dominant player, but so is Westbrook. And Westbrook don't need to be playing with big people that's going to clog the middle. He needs the middle lane wide open so he can drive and dish. That's that's what Westbrook is, almost in the same ilk as Ben Simmons. They drive and dish. They don't. They, you can't depend on Westbrook to pull a stop and pop and pull a shot up. He likes to bank shot off the glass. That's one of his best shots, a mid-range banker off the glass. But he's still not consistent with that. There are clips out there now showing um, teams, when he pulls up, they just turn around and walk off. It reminds me of when we was playing in the gyms around town, and you the, the ball comes to you, they swing it to you, and then the opposing team start yelling, self-check, self-check. That's all I hear when I see Westbrook, Anthony Davis, LeBron James who's never been a shooter. He's improved, but LeBron James is not a shooter. He don't scare you with his jump shot. I I, I just, I don't know. Um, has LeBron turned into a team killer? I mean, I don't know what 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 he's doing. He, he's, he's dominating the salary. I mean, he's, he gave him a Laker a friendly deal. He get his worth, but he's not, you know. But they are strapped for cash. Westbrook is owed forty-seven million. LeBron is like forty-four million, and I think who's the Anthony Davis is in the low forties. I, I just I don't know what they're gonna do. They they really I don't know. Short of eating cash, but the GM I don't even know if he want to trade Russell Westbrook because they have to give up some first-round picks to throw in there with him because nobody else wants to pay that salary to him. And the only way they're gonna uh give up, they gotta give up, if they give up first round pick, then they won't get any shooting. So they're in the same boat over and over again. Um, I don't know why they don't go get Buddy Hill from Indiana. He's a proven shooter. Uh, I, well, I, and I don't even know if Indiana got it on the market. That's just a name that I hear the most out there a lot is Buddy Hill. Um, but Rob Alinka, the general manager, he may be in trouble. And Jeannie Buss, they're not going to sit pat too long and keep looking like this. I think LeBron signed a two-year extension. Uh, LeBron is fighting for all the time, and that's no pun on his commercial that he got, which is a brilliant spot, LeBron LeBron versus Father Time. It's a brilliant spot. You need to check it out. But I don't know, 20 years of this, man. I mean, LeBron has turned into a stat hoarder. He's just going to get stats. He's going to pass Kareem. It's great, but he's no longer that dominant player. He needs a dominant player with him, but they don't have it. AD is not that player. I talk to our brother all the time about, you know, you got guys out there that want to be great, that want to take over the world. And then you got guys out there, he's making $40 million a year. That's what he's making a good living. He's making a good living. So, Sometimes you just want to get you comfortable, get your take care of your family. But some people want to take over and be great. And that's what I'm wondering is going on with AD. I think he really just comfortable. He His family is straight. His kids don't have to work. His, he doesn't take care of his family, his parents. And so what else is there to hustle for? And that's how he looks to me. As I'm saying this, I want you guys to keep your eye out. Look at him. Just watch him on the court. Does he look like a dude that wants to take over the world? What is his reputation? It's almost turned into like a Kawhi 
where once he get hurt, he's going to shut it down or he's going to keep getting hurt. And I don't know, man. You got LeBron at 40 or 20 years of basketball. I don't even know how old LeBron is right now. Um, he just he needs people to pass the ball to. That's the bottom line. But can you build a team around LeBron at this point is the question. And I just – I don't know. The Lakers jumped out there and they went and got him. And it helps his brand. It's helping. He's making a lot of movies. Not he himself in it, but his company. But the Lakers not getting anything in return. I mean, they're going to sell out because they're the Lakers. They're going to have a fan base because they're the Lakers. They kind of like the Cowboys of the damn NBA. You know, people going to – they're going to like the Lakers. They love them. And that's no shade. That's just the facts. They like the Lakers. But I just don't know what you can do with LeBron. And like I said, I bring this information to you guys so you can just look at it. Just sit back and go check it out for yourself. Google it. Uh, kind of- yo, yo, yo. Welcome back. Uh, this time I want to get into a little boxing. You know, I told you in the last my last episode, actually, I mentioned um, I hope that the Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence fight happen. Hope that boxing don't mess it up. I just hope they wouldn't mess it up. Well, boxing messed it up. Um, it had been reported that uh, Terrence Crawford has accepted a fight uh, with pretty much an unknown guy um, December 10th in his home state of Nebraska, in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, I just can't express the the disbelief that I'm feeling right now with boxing. Uh, that guy, Jake Paul, everything that he says about boxing is true. Um, Dana White with the UFC. Uh, everything that I see with my own eyes is just unbelievable that they're making this happen again. We can't get the big fights when it's time to get the big fights. This is clearly the biggest fight that could be made in the sport of boxing. Um, and they, they messed it up again. Uh, I look at boxing as turning to more like, almost like the hip hop world. And when I say that, it's a double-edged sword because you want people to be able to control their destiny, control, get more of the market share. But, you know, record labels have A&Rs for a reason, um, to look for talent. Um, to filter what you put out. Well, nowadays, these guys just put out anything. And so, having said that, that's what's happening in boxing. And it started with Mayweather. Or maybe not started with Mayweather. If you look, go all the way back to Roy Jones, who wouldn't sign with a promoter, that's why most of Roy Jones' fights were fought, fought in Florida. Uh, he fought a little bit up on the East Coast, but mostly I don't even know if Roy Jones ever fought in Vegas. And that's what limited his income. But that goes all the way back to what I said in the previous segment. But some people want to control the income and some people want to take over the world, you know. Uh, I mean, it's horror stories out there, of course. Mike Tyson being one of the most famous horror stories of putting your career in other people's hands and they getting a percentage of it and you going out there and putting your body and mind and life on the line every time. So 
it's that's what makes it hard because I get what they're doing and you want to control your destiny. I get it. But man, so I say that because the Errol Spence and the Terrence Crawford fight broke down because they start bickering over money share and and things like this. Who's going to get a guaranteed purse? Who's not? Who's going to get most of the pay-per-view a cut of that? Um, I think Errol Spence got three belts. Terrence Crawford got one, but Terrence Crawford is not a scrub, ladies and gentlemen. This he is. Matter of fact, I believe he's ahead of Errol Spence on the pound for pound list. Um, Terrence Crawford deserves whatever he deserves, and what I mean by that is, I'm almost saying it should be a fifty-fifty split. But being that they couldn't do a 50-50 split or either Errol Spence didn't want a 60-40 split because Errol Spence promotion got a promotion company that wants to get a cut of it too so that's what's going on they needled it down over uh, pennies man and I don't know to me Errol Spence is coming out looking like the bad guy in this even though um, Crawford took another fight Errol Spence he got the company he got you know al Heyman. he got all these promotions behind him and it was just too much negotiating going on back and forth man it used to be the lawyers get together they sell they settle on the terms and then the fight would happen but it's not like that is it's when you interject your brand into it which errol spence has a brand now uh and i i can't tell you the name of his company off the top of my head um now it's a lot of business and merchandise that he want to sell. It's just, it's more than just going in there and fighting and getting the belts. What's wrong with getting the belts and getting the fruit of that later, but putting on a good show for the fans. And if you don't see an issue with that, I will tell my boxing fans, um, just think about the Pacquiao and Mayweather fight there in some, in some sectors, People believe that fight came out five years too late, and that's very, uh, that very possibly could happen here, or because, of, like I said in the last episode, Spence is thirty four, thirty five, and um, Terrence Crawford's thirty seven, but Ariel Spence is a big welterweight at one fifty four, so it's very possible he could move up to super welterweight, or even move up close to middleweight. And he's saying that he's starting to leak that little information out that it's hard for him to get down to that 154 weight. So it's kind of, man, I'm getting scared about it. And if this fight doesn't happen, it's just going to prove everything wrong. And we cannot find a middle ground um, between, because you got the UFC who fight every weekend. And you got boxing, like Errol Spence hadn't fought this year. Um, Terrence Crawford only fight in December, so he can fight once this year. So it's like that we just cannot get uh, some good fights, man. It's ridiculous. Um, boxing, I, they call it the sweet science because it's two men, no armor, no shields. All you got is gloves on your hand and the way you manipulate your body, the way you move to make a person flinch to open up so you can throw another punch to the open area in a split second. That's why they call it the sweet science. And it was, it's beautiful to watch if you watching it, but 
you can't get the top tier fighters to fight each other. It's hard to see the science. And that's where I go with uh, if I see Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford fight two people at the top of their craft trying to out joust each other is is one of the most beautiful things you'll see. And a lot of times we get somebody with a superior skill set with somebody with a very minimum skill set and and it just don't work out it don't match like uh Shakur Stevenson we I still can't see him fight anybody of relevance yet they still protected I hadn't seen Terrence Crawford fight anybody of relevance in a long time um Errol Spence has fought a few uh the heavyweight division OMG it's just pretty much overseas now it's all Russia or Ukraine or whatever um and it's hard for me to get into Deontay Wilder came back. Yes, but he still hadn't beat Tyson Fury yet. And so it's hard for me to crown him or cheer him for anything until he avenged that with Tyson Fury. And honestly, he can't beat Tyson Fury because he don't have the skill set. Um, what happened to American heavyweights? I don't, I don't know what's going on there are the big boys going to play football and basketball get trying to get big contract is nobody in the boxing gyms anymore of any size and i i just i mean i'm not saying boxing gonna go away i can't say that but i can say the ratings and things like that are gonna go down and if these guys don't um figure out how to make the big or the top guys fight each other it's just going to continue to be like that. And it's sad. I, I really wanted to see. I had my heart set on seeing Terrence Crawford against Errol Spence. And it, it's just not happening. Um, Not in 2022. It's probably going to happen in 2023. I mean, they got to be forced. I'm looking forward to around May. Around Cinco de Mayo or something like that. It, it'll happen. But, you know, I just hope uh, it's not too late. And I hope Errol Spence try to hang, try to hang around uh, welterweight. Don't know if he can naturally do that, but hopefully he can. I don't know how hard it is for him to get down, get down to that weight, but he says it's pretty hard. So we'll see what happens. But just look at it's too many boxing um, factions. You got you know IBO, WBF, WBC, WBA. Then you got different lists, different championships, different top ten. It's just too confusing, man. Uh, they got it's got to be some kind of government body with a uniform list or the uniform way to figure out who the champions are. So you'll know. I, I mean, if I would tell you that Alexander Usyk is the WBC champ, you're like, who the hell is Alexander Usyk? Well, there's just a, a crazy heavyweight from the Ukraine that hold three of the belts and destroyed Anthony Joshua. He just came up from cruiserweight a few months ago. I mean, and he's been wrecking a couple of years ago, excuse me, and he's been wrecking people. I will say he he is wrecking people. I'll give him that. But he won't. He don't hardly fight much in America. And that's where they trying to point Deontay Wilder to, in which he may be a better fight for Deontay Wilder because he's not as big as Fury. But, I mean, as long as Fury is, I hate to say this word, alive or, or not retired, it's hard for me to give um, Wilder any kind of Wilder any kind of props and just hope he can um, 
hang in there and get a chance to fight Fury again. But I don't know how many people out there watch boxing, how many of you like boxing, or how many of you pay attention to what's going on. But just look at how hard it is to make these fights happen, man. And it's just ridiculous. They need to figure out a uniformed decision maker to make these fights happen. And if they, these guys don't fight, they need to strip them of the belt. That's that's it, you know. Don't don't put it in their hands, uh, because the negotiations between two men is not not gonna not a good thing. It's not a good thing. So I don't know, um, but that's what I got to talk about about boxing this week. Uh, appreciate everybody for um, tuning in. Uh, hope you're enjoying my new logo and artwork. Uh, I'm working on some new, a new intro or theme music. I'm trying to get everything going. I got a couple of guys that I reached out to that I'll be interviewing. Uh, want to come on the show and we'll talk sports. So I'm putting it out there. Uh, if you want to come on the show, just uh, hit it up. I'm at fspeaking04 at gmail.com. That's the uh, email address. Or I put a Q&A segment basically on my episode. So just just say and it's private just hey i'd like to be on the show we'll talk about your team whatever sport it is let's talk about it enjoy the week peace